Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you have an unexpected story to tell or know someone who does? We'd love to have you on the pod. Please apply at please don't tell anyone pod at gmail.com or follow our application link in bio of our Instagram, please don't tell anyone pod or TikTok account. Why stick around and stay in this house and be around this person who just might have been trying to kill me and get $350,000. Hey, and thanks for coming back to Please Don't Tell Anyone. I'm Molly Clark, your host, and this is the podcast where you hear unexpected stories by ordinary people. I go and blind to all my interviews so that I can hear the story firsthand just like you. During March 2020, I was 19. My college in California closed down and I moved back in with my parents until I was able to go back. While living with them again, tensions grew high between me and my mom. And a few months into living there, I discovered I was being charged for a life insurance policy through my credit union and a hefty one too. When I called to cancel slash figure out how I was being charged for something I never signed up for in the first place, they informed me that I had filled out a mail document requesting the most premium $350,000 life insurance policy. Knowing I did not sign anything of the sorts, I asked for a copy of the document. I opened the document up to see the $350,000 box checked, and the sole beneficiary listed was my mom's name, written clearly in her handwriting. What was even more gut-wrenching is that I immediately recognized the signature she forged. It was one of my earliest first learned cursive signatures. I used to sign drawings I'd make for her and used it on all of my schoolwork back in the day. I'll always have to wonder if my mom was going to murder me and collect that life insurance policy. It's greatly affected my ability to trust anyone, and I find myself many days racking my brain, trying to understand her motives, although I'll never understand how a mother could do something like this to her daughter. There are many layers to the story, and I'd love to get into them on the podcast. I think the best way to start this is just taking us back to your childhood and your relationship with your mom and yeah. for us to understand that a bit. So I was born on Mother's Day. Um, my, my mom's like firstborn child. So I made her a mom on Mother's Day. Um, now my birthday like falls on Mother's Day every so often. So that's interesting because we don't have the best relationship and we haven't really ever been super close like she's been in my life and like present the entire time it's just something I don't know there's always like something going on between us it's very difficult to have a relationship with her and it always has been um throughout my entire life how many siblings do you have um I have just one um my younger brother we're three years apart got it yeah are you, were your parents married growing up or like what was the family structure? So they got married a few years after they had my brother, but when they had me, my mom was 19 when she found out she was pregnant with me. My dad was 21, so they were like oh, wow. pretty, pretty young um, parents for sure. They definitely like had a rocky start because they only knew each other for three months when they found out mm -hmm. that they were pregnant with me. So it was like, here's this person I barely know. And now we're having a kid together. So yeah. yeah, but they're still together to this day. Yeah. I don't know how they are, but they still are making it work. So yeah. So you guys weren't super close before this life insurance thing happened. Yeah. Um, and the other 
part that wasn't in your submission, but you had kind of added was the most shocking part of the story for a lot of people is that you still have a mm-hmm. relationship with your mom. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll get into that. But oh, yeah. why don't you just take us to where you feel that this story starts and I'll just jump in. Okay. So I would say that it would start um, just for some background like information. I had moved out of state for college um, to California in 2019. And like just as little foreshadowing, like when I moved out of state, all of my mail was still going to my parents' house at this time, mm-hmm. um, which will be relevant later. And then go to college. It's great. I'm having fun. And then um, ended up moving home due to COVID closing all of the dorms and like campus down and everything. We actually just left for spring break and then like found out we couldn't come back. So like all of my stuff and like (laughs) my whole life was like in this dorm and I was like back home with like a carry on because spring break, like I didn't check a bag or anything. Yeah, so that was March and early May is when I start to see like weird charges in this um, account that I have. Um, It's... It was just for like my car payments and stuff. So um, it wasn't like something I'd use regularly. So it should have just been like one monthly charge. And then I noticed there was like two monthly charges coming out, one being much greater than my car payment. So this was a credit card statement? This is like, I'm looking at it on my online banking when this is happening. And I noticed like, oh, like this account has like a lot less money in it than it should have just for having this one charge that comes out a month. And so I like looked into it and I saw this, I think it was like $350 a month coming out aside from my car payment. And I was like, that's like quite a bit of money for like an 18 year old college student. Um, So I called my bank and basically they told me on the phone, um, they were like, well, that's the life insurance policy that you signed up for. And I was like, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't sign up for any life insurance policy. So it's kind of odd. And then the lady was like, well, we have your signature. Like it was like a mail document to you that you would have like filled out. And I was like, no, like I definitely didn't fill anything out. Um, So we're like going back and forth and she's like talking to me like I'm crazy. And then I filled out this document like that I have no idea what she's talking about. I think I'm like, okay, well, I want to see this document. Cause she's like, oh, I'm looking at it right now. Like I can see your signature. And I was like, well, I'd love to see that. (laughs) I'm like assuming I was being scammed or something. Like, I don't know. So um, they offered to mail it to me and it takes like a week or two. So I'm just like wondering what the heck is going on. And like left to kind of like wonder for a few weeks. And then May 9th, 2020, four days before my like 19th birthday, it it shows up in the mail this document did you go get the mail yeah i went and got the mail yeah thankfully had you brought this up with your parents in that interim gap being like hey this weird thing's happening to my bank account being that you were living at home i think i might have mentioned it to my dad because like he co-signed for my car so like he's pretty involved like in that process and stuff and he was like oh that's really weird like we'll have to take a look at the document he assumed the same thing that i was thinking like got scammed or something just like mm-hmm. something weird but he was like something somebody online must have signed you up for something and I was like yeah it's weird because they're saying it was like mailed to the house when I was gone and yeah so he wasn't too concerned and I guess at that point in time I wasn't because I knew that we were probably gonna figure it out and then I would get the charges like disputed but yeah so this is all happening um yeah just a few days before my birthday um until like set the scene. I like grab the mail and I go outside to my backyard because it's summer and there's lockdown. So there's nothing else to do. Um, And I'm FaceTiming my college roommate that I was living with, like up until everything shut down. And we're just like chit chatting. I'm opening my mail and all of a sudden I get to this letter and I open up the document and I see like, oh, okay. I checked, I would have checked the $350,000 life insurance policy, which was, um, according to the document, the most like premium plan that they offer, basically. Right below that, I look and I see my mom's name is listed as the sole beneficiary, like the only person that the money would go to if I died. Like, I don't, I don't understand life insurance policies too much, but I kind of had to. I barely understand it now. So, but, yeah. and I'm 26. So at 19, <laughs> if I had been looking at that, I would have been, I just wouldn't have even known what yeah. I was looking at. 
Yeah, I was so confused. The basic level of life insurance, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure mm -hmm. you now know more about this than I do, is like, if you die, whoever is the beneficiary of it will get the amount of money that is checked off for you. Yeah. But you can't die by suicide, right? Or there's yeah. like some caveats to it. Yeah, there's like all these little, yeah, like you said, there's certain things that don't count. Like you don't qualify for life insurance. But yeah, you basically yeah. got it right where if you die under weird circumstances um, or something happens, you, you're, whoever you put down as your beneficiary gets gets all your money. So... I see my mom's name and I don't know, like, I don't know if I'm just like slow or something, but I was still confused. Like I did, it took me a minute, like staring at this to realize. And then it kind of clicked, I guess, when um, I looked down at like my signature and the signature is like I'd said in my submission, I used to like draw things for my mom and I would always sign it with this like perfect cursive signature like you know when you first learn cursive and you're like really yeah. trying to like get all of those yeah, letters perfectly great. yeah yeah so it was like I recognized the signature yeah one of my first signatures and yeah it's on all my like school projects and like important stuff that my mom kept so I basically after that happened like looking at it I like hung up first on my like FaceTime call with my college roommate because I'm like God, I can't get into this right now. Like, I barely understand it. I cannot explain this to you. So yeah. I hang up um, and I'm just like freaking out. Was your mom home? No. So yeah, I guess I should get into that. My parents and my brother were all camping. Um, and when they go camping, it's like in the middle of the woods, like no service, like that style of camping. So I was completely alone which kind of terrified me even more once this started to set in, just because I think once I had realized that my mom was obviously the person that had signed me up for this, I started to kind of wonder, like, I don't know if this is irrational or rational, but like, oh my God, like, is my mom trying to kill me? Like, yeah, no, I feel like that's pretty rational. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm trying to like, calm myself down. And I'm like, no, 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 like, that's your like, that's your mom. Like, I'm no, you know, like, we have a rough relationship and me moving back in from college, like it, it didn't help. Like things were even more strained between us, I guess, because it was kind of unexpected yeah. that I moved in. Well, that COVID period being home was, yeah, for me, it was a very yeah. rough familial period. And I think it was for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was intense because it's like, the most time my family has ever spent in the house together at once. So it was rough. Had your mom ever said something to you like, I'm going to kill you or, or I want to kill you? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> probably like when I was a lot younger, just like, oh, my God, like, I want to kill you. You know, just one of those like yeah, yeah, heated yeah. argument type of things. Yeah, she hadn't said anything that had made me like suspicious, I guess. Like it was shocking, but also like not shocking to see this document, basically. A few months, I think it was like a month after I'd moved back in from college, we were just like at each other's throats, basically like every day. And I thought at one point, like I went to my dad and I was like, do I need to like leave? Because it was going so bad, me being back there that I was like, I feel like I'm like rooting my dad's life and my brother's life by just like being here because just like existing there was like an issue for my mom. And like, if there was an issue between us, it created issues for everyone else in the house. And I just felt like so bad that I like moved out, was like, whatever, I'm just going to move out of state with no family and I can do this on my own. And then I come back and it's like awful. <laughs> um, I remember there was this conversation that my dad kind of had to like mediate between me and my mom and like in the conversation it was basically about like how can we all coexist better together and like my mom had basically said in that conversation like I just don't like who you are anymore like I don't like mm -hmm. you as a person and I was like oh my god <laughs> and yeah it sucked because Moving away to college, like, it was a fresh start for me. I didn't, I never visited the college I went to. I didn't know anybody at the college I was going to. It was 18, 19 hours away from my home. So um, I was really happy when I got there. And it 
worked out super well. I had a great roommate, so it was like, I was really happy. I feel like the reason why she was kind of so upset almost, or like she was jealous about how good I was doing. Hmm like mentally and like physically um like I I felt like the best I'd ever felt in years because high school like finishing was so rough for me like I barely made it to the finish line and I think that yeah once I had moved away that was the first time I like took a deep breath and was like oh my gosh like I'm enjoying what I'm doing again like I'm enjoying where I'm at and it feels good to be away from my parents and stuff that's heartbreaking the idea that (laughs) she would be jealous because that's the person you want who should be rooting for you the most and who should be the happiest for your happiness. You know, yeah. they say you're only as happy as your most unhappy child. It's like, yeah. well, then what does that look like here? You just want to be unhappy then. Yeah, no, it was it was painful, like, to hear from your own mom. Like, I don't, I don't like you as a person. Like, when to me, like... It's horrible. At that point, I was the best version of myself. Like, I had mentally improved so much better. I had managed to lose, like... A bunch of weight when I had left and stuff and so I really think that that's where her like jealousy came in I guess just to yeah. see that I was able to leave and have zero support systems and be doing so much better without them essentially sounds like a control yeah. thing in a way yeah yeah like it's hard to wrap my head around it because I could never imagine being that way like if I had a kid I could never see myself being so jealous of them that I can't exist or cohabitate with them so you were saying that as shocking as this was there was a piece of you that wasn't shocked to see your mom's name yeah and that was that that was sad like that still makes me sad to think back that like it wasn't like it was this huge shock but also there was yeah that part of me that was just like oh Okay. And at this uh, moment, they're away. You're alone. Mm-hmm. When do they? How? How? When do they come home after this? Um, I think it was like I think I still had like two or three days without them. Um, yeah. To just spiral. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then you know, like, this is all like happening like mid morning, and like it starts to like get later, and it starts to get dark, and like. I just get really scared. Like, I don't really like being home alone, even to this day. Like, it just freaks me out. So I got really scared, and I was like, okay, I think I need to, like, go stay with a friend. So I ended up leaving my house because I was, like, sitting there thinking about, like, well, maybe she is going to kill me, and, like, maybe she's hired somebody to come kill me right now. It's just, like, so weird because I remember, like, thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm being so dramatic. But then when I texted a friend about what was happening, like, they were, like, no like please come please come stay with me so Mm -hmm. yeah it was hard just like letting it sink in that like i I wasn't crazy (laughs) thank you you. yeah looking back on it now i'm like okay that was pretty that was pretty justified so uh before i ended up going over to a friend's house um i knew that they had some service my parents at their campsite or not like their campsite wherever they were camping in the middle of the woods and I ended up getting a hold of my aunt, who I'm pretty close with, and I was able to... This is your mom's sister? Uh, this is my dad's um, brother's wife, so we're not, like, okay. biologically related, but yeah, she's my aunt. Okay. I get a hold of her, and my parents were out, like, writing quads, so she was like, okay, I'll, I'll have them call you when they get back, and I was like, no, I need you to, like find a way to tell my dad that I need to talk to just him. I can hear that she was kind of worried, but, like, we didn't have, like, a good enough connection to, like, get into all of this on the phone. Like, it was, like, a very staticky phone call. So, yeah, but I could tell that, like, my aunt was like, oh, my God, like, something's something's going down. I think it was, like, 30 minutes, an hour later, my dad had drove somewhere to get a little bit better service, um, and he calls me back, and I'm like, spewing this all out on the phone I'm like oh my god like I got this document and mom's the beneficiary and it's filled out in her handwriting and she forged my signature and like a mile a minute and he's like holy crap like slow down and yeah it's the same thing the phone is like terrible service so he's like really trying to understand what I'm saying and like we can't even really discuss it because the service is so bad but I he's like my comfort person so I really needed to be like comforted and like assured 
by him in that moment and just not being able to get that made it so much worse. I think it was such a brief phone call and it just, it didn't do anything for me, but like make me more anxious because he wasn't really able to offer me any like solutions and he was confused and- So he didn't know. I mean, that's the big question on the top of my mind right now. Oh yeah, no, he had no clue. Like I could hear it from what I could hear in his voice. Like he was like just as shocked as I was. Yeah, he was very confused as well. So yeah, definitely I was like, okay, cool. He has no clue. It's definitely just my mom that would know something. Was he gonna go back and ask your mom? Like, what the hell? How it ended, he was like, um, well, me and you will sit down and talk and then we'll sit down with your mom when we all get back. So he wanted to first talk to me and like see the document for himself. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I think he just kept he just kept repeating like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell? Like he was kind of taking it in just like I had a couple hours beforehand and was just like, uh-huh. what? Like, you know, what do you do with that information? Like your wife, yeah. who's the mother of your daughter, just committed life insurance fraud against her basically so and there's no explanation wait uh, my one other question right now is why didn't you go on the camping trip what did you just oh yeah it was honestly just because like going camping in a trailer with like the four of my like family members or like i mean that sounds horrible yeah and like knowing that things were so rough between me and my mom was just like putting us in an even smaller like little camper yeah. together like we wouldn't have separate rooms like it just <laughs> sounded like my own personal hell basically <laughs> versus having a house to yourself okay good I was just yeah. sure it wasn't like I was told not to come or something oh no no no, no. yeah no my dad was actually trying really hard to convince me to come and I think he was pretty sad that I didn't want to come but he understood just based on how everything was going. And it it sucks because I enjoy camping too. Like Oregon is so, it's beautiful. And I, like I said, like I'm close with my aunt and my uncle who are on the trip. But honestly, just the way things were between me and my mom, I was like, you know, I'm going to sit this one out. So what happens next? I stayed with a friend for a few days until they come home like two or three days later. I basically had to wait until my mom went to work and... Um, My dad was working from home at the time and my mom works in the healthcare field. So she was like essential worker, thank God, and like had to leave the house um, even during lockdown. So waited till it was just us. And I basically just like slid the document over to my dad and he looked over it and was, I mean, he recognized my mom's handwriting as well. So he instantly was like, what the hell? And he was quiet at first. I think just trying to take it in and then I just kind of was like well do you think that she's has like bad intentions like do you think that she would try and hurt me over something like this and I think that I think that he may have been thinking the same things that I was but in order to not stress me out as much I think he was trying to reassure me like no no like your mom would never do that to you but I could kind of tell that he might have had like the same feelings or like a sneaking suspicion that there was obviously a lot more to this than what we knew at the time. I mean, we both kind of just sat there like staring kind of confused at each other and I'm like freaking out again. Like, I mean, I really hadn't stopped freaking out. It was like four days of me just like anxiety attack, like freaking out and like there was nothing really that he could say because he was just as confused. There's nothing he could offer me to like calm down or yeah but did he say like I'm gonna talk to her or we're gonna figure this out yeah so we made a plan together and he was like okay we're gonna confront her together um when she comes home from work so we made this plan and a few hours later she comes home and um like my brother was around for all of this but I hadn't told him yet and we're really close so it was weird for me to not tell him yet, but I didn't want to freak him out, I guess. Well, I'm sitting here wondering, like, did yeah. she do the same thing to him? Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, she didn't. Yeah. She really okay. likes him, That's... my brother. Um, that makes yeah. it so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like this weird dynamic of like, I get along much better with my dad and my brother gets... I mean, he used to get along a lot better with my mom. Just kind of like I was closer with my dad. He was closer with my mom, I guess. So yeah, she would never do that to her. 
precious baby boy. So just me. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Um, we send my brother away, kind of like stay in your room type of deal. And we sit down in our dining room at our table and my dad asks my mom like, okay, come, come sit down. We need to talk to you. Um, and we didn't even, we didn't even say anything to her. He just slid the paper over to her and she just was looking over it basically. And, um, I guess she, she just kind of acted confused too, which I was like, Oh my God, like, can you just be like, for real? Like, please like, just oh my God. just like trying to gaslight you. Yeah. <laughs> um, her like immediate response was, um, she starts laughing, she starts laughing and she goes, Oh my gosh. So you guys probably think I've been plotting to kill her. And it's like laughing while saying this. And then me and my dad are like straight face. Like we are, <laughs> we're not laughing. And I think once she saw that we weren't laughing, it started to like sink in for her. Like, oh no, they actually think that I'm plotting to kill her. And once, once she realizes how serious we are, she starts bawling immediately, just hysterically crying. And that's always kind of her go-to reaction when there's like things she doesn't want to talk about or there's conflict or somebody's trying to confront her, hold her accountable for something that she did. Her response is just like sob. So yeah, yeah so it's just a couple minutes of her like sobbing and my dad is repeatedly asking her like what do you know about this why did you do this and she's just like sobbing and saying I don't know I don't know and I'm standing there like watching this happen and she basically blames it on brain fog is what she says and yeah like it's it's ridiculous but so she had thyroid cancer a few years back and had her thyroid thyroid removed and like one of the side effects of that is um, brain fog and like trouble remembering things. Like that's kind of your body's control center aside from your brain um, for like oh. hormone regulation and all that stuff. She definitely had some difficulties with that. One of those things was she was a little bit more forgetful. But when she tried to say that it was brain fog and like essentially pulling the cancer card, my dad was like, well, you shouldn't. Basically, you shouldn't be doing the job that you're doing because you work in healthcare. And like, if you can, if you can make this kind of mistake and do something and not remember it, like, what are you going to do at work? 100%. Like, what are you, yeah, like, what are you going to do when somebody's like life is on the line? Well, also, this took so much effort. This wasn't like, oh, did yeah. I my keys back there? This was like, <laughs> go get the picture. Thank you. Like, scan the thing. <laughs> like, every... Also, to apply for the life insurance policy, to go through the bank. Like, this isn't a brain yeah, fog thing. This is very, like, strategic. Very strategic. Yeah, very planned. And then she, after us kind of, like, grilling her and just, like, essentially just repeated, like, why? Why? Like, what do you know about this? Like, she's just crying more and I'm getting more frustrated. My dad is getting more frustrated. And I think, like, kind of scared for me at this point. Because I think we were both hoping I think yeah we were both just kind of hoping that she would have some great reasoning or could clear it all up even though we both kind of knew like what could clear this up and so she, she did not remember applying for this no That's so her defense. she ends up saying um after a few minutes of like crying she starts to like finally calm down to like say words again and she said that the bank sent it to the house and like I had kind of foreshadowed earlier, I was away and all of my mail was getting sent to my parents' house still and mm -hmm. um, they would save it for me um, or really important things, they would um, send it to my dorm. Um, they wouldn't open it um, and I'd ask my dad that 
if there was something that seemed important, like if he could open it and then like mail it to me. So that's like what was happening with my mail. So she wasn't supposed to be opening it. She didn't open any of my other mail that was sent to me or that I would get when I would come home, like on Christmas break and stuff, like things like that. Yeah, like a couple months before I came home and there was this pile of mail unopened for me, but she decided to open this one letter. I don't know. Um, and I guess she said the bank was offering a free $1,000 like accidental dismemberment policy, which is like a courtesy, like you're a member of our bank. Here's a free $1,000 life insurance policy, like just to say thanks, I guess. For just you or was the for, whole family also got For offers? just me. Yeah. Just, okay. just for me, which is odd. And I'm glad you say like just you got the offer because my family also uses this bank. Yeah, and I assume so. If it was getting offered to me, why wasn't it getting offered to them? And so she said that she thought she was signing me up for the free $1,000 life insurance policy just to be like nice. But I'm like, how is that nice? Because for that to affect anybody, I would need to be dead. Like, I wouldn't need to have died for anybody to benefit from this life insurance policy. But also, and... she checked off $350,000. Yeah, so, like, the ranges and the numbers of, like, the boxes that I was looking at on this document is, like, free $1,000. Like, there's, like, this little, like, blurb yeah. about it. And the next box is 250000 And the next tier, the premium tier, which is what I was selected for, was $350,000 worth. I don't know how you, like fuck up that bad like I don't know you like don't. I was That's you, the truth yeah you don't. you don't yeah but she was trying to say well like oh I messed up what about the signature so that yeah that's, that? that's what I was getting into was like I was like well you traced my signature and I was like I opened this and I was like I instantly recognized that this is my signature on like the drawings I would draw for you or the school projects I would make and sign because I was proud of them and stuff. And she was like, no, no, like, that's just, that's just how I signed it for you. And I was like, you didn't sign it for me. You forged my signature because I was like, you could have called me and asked me if this is something I wanted to sign. Um, because I think there was something else to do with my car that was sent to the house a few months back that my dad was like, hey, I opened this. Do you want me to just sign it for you and send it back? And I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, please. That's going to save us a lot of time. Yeah. That's when I kind of started just asking her, like, why would you do this? Like, do you not feel bad about, like, referencing my school projects and, like, drawings I made for you to, like, forge my signature and, like, sign me up for something that I never wanted? And she is now crying, like, more again. And is just, just basically blaming it on brain fog and saying, like, I don't know what else to tell you. And me and my dad are just like, wow. Because, like, where do you go from that when your mom has nothing to offer you as, like, a solution? And, like, you still don't know if she's going to kill you. And, like, now your dad is like, oh, my God, is my wife going to kill my daughter? Like, <laughs> yeah. So then we kind of got into my dad is, like, grilling into her more. Um, and he's saying, like, well, you don't financially take care of anything for her. Um, why would you list yourself as the beneficiary? Because my dad had co-signed for my car. And so, like, if anything, if I died, he would need to, like, take care of that and pay that off. So if anybody should have been the beneficiary, it should have been him. He's a very, like, logical and, like, numbers guy. So I think when she was offering just these, like, complete BS responses he just starts like asking her more questions and like just trying to grill her and then we never really got any truthful <laughs> or helpful answers or anything from her do you think behind closed doors they had more conversations about it do you think she's given him any other answer I mean this is they're married I'm getting the sense that yeah. they're maybe not the this isn't no. the best marriage but no <laughs> How does this then just get swept under the rug? Um, you, do you cancel the policy? Yeah. So I cancel the policy and then I find out that my bank is like, well, since you signed it, like we can't dispute the charges for you because like 
as far as they know on their end, this is like something that I myself actually signed up for. So I'm upset because I'm out like a good chunk of money. And then I go to my dad about it. And he's like, no, your mom can, she can pay you back that money. Yeah, she should. Um, yeah, and that was like more than justified, I felt like. Um, so yeah, she ends up like paying me in installments to like pay me back for this. I'm able to cancel it with my bank. I still have the like document somewhere. I have like a memories box and I still have this like freaking document in there because I'm like, I don't know, like if I ever need this again, I'm like, I just want to have it just in case. After that, um, she starts paying me back. I decided that it would probably be best if I went and stayed with my aunt and uncle. So I packed up whatever stuff I had with me from spring break still at this point. And I think I spent like two months with my aunt and uncle. And yeah, I just avoided her. Did you tell your aunt and uncle what had happened? Yeah, I am a lot closer with my aunt. Like I'm still really close to my uncle, but... It was just kind of like, you know, like girl talk. We're just hanging and I'm like, here's what happened, basically. Because like they honestly, I think at first just thought I was there because of they already knew how things were going between my mom and I. They've always kind of been there for me my whole life when things would get rough with my mom. So like I was always able to kind of like run away to them. And I told my aunt and like we were like working out together in their like gym and we're like, just chatting I'm like oh okay so here's here's what happened and she's I mean same reaction like wondering like what the hell like what did she say like wants to know everything Mm -hmm. and like that's the thing is like I feel like everyone I tell the story to like expects there to be this like part where you find everything out but like I this was happening when I was like 18 and I'm I'm 21 now and I still don't have any like truthful answers like I'll never actually know i'll never know i don't think she'll ever have you brought it up since 2020 like now it's been (laughs) three years yeah um we had another one of those like mediated discussions where my dad is mediating and i'm trying to talk to my mom and um basically um my dad had co-signed for a bunch of my school loans and um I left school like a year ago and I had some loans that still needed to be co-signed for to take care of. Um, and he was like, Oh, let's see if your let's see if your mom will co-sign for you. And I was like, I don't really think she's going to do that. Um, she doesn't really believe in what I'm going to school for, like believe that I'll be able to achieve it. So, um, what are you going to school for? Can I ask? Yeah. Nursing. Um, Why does and she then not hoping... believe that you will achieve that? What the f- um, I mean... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like I just know, like when I I needed to take a year off from school. When I had told my parents this, like my mental health was getting bad. School was still on Zoom. I was doing awful. Like I was, I felt like I was wasting money going to school at this point. And um, when I had said like I need, I need to move back home. My mom basically was just like, yeah, I always kind of felt like this would end up happening. Like you would end up like dropping out essentially, even though like it's just a break that I needed. Um, So that was kind of her response. That was like unsurprised. And she kind of made it seem like I was never going to go back to school. So yeah, so that's how I kind of know. She just doesn't really believe in me or what I'm going to school for or anything so um so I'm so how... sorry it's I mean, all right <laughs> I'm just not like your mom sucks I'm so sorry yeah like I mean you deserve to have cheerleaders you deserve to have a mom mm-hmm. who's there supporting you explain to me how she is still an active member of your life like how are you navigating this relationship now this is been like a common theme with my like therapist and I like talking about like where's my relationship with my mom going and like what does it serve me and how does it help me and like how does it not help me um honestly I've thought a lot about cutting her out of my life um I think that like I have this thing where like I base my relationships like no matter who the person is like okay if this person 
was my friend and they were acting this way. Would I want to be friends with them? Yeah. And I would not want to be friends with her. I wouldn't want anything to do with her if she was a friend and I found all of this out. But knowing that, I still choose to have a relationship with her based on the fact that my brother um, still lives with my parents. Uh, my parents still live together. And my my brother's like one of the most important people in my life. Um, we're, we're really close now. We weren't so much as kids. Like we just beefed a lot but we're at a really good point now and um so it would it would really complicate my relationship with him and um just with my dad too who's also a very important person in my life um so if she divorces my dad at some point or my dad divorces her and they go their separate ways I think that our relationship would probably fizzle there's been talks of us trying to like work it out and I just I don't know I don't think it'll ever happen like I don't think we'll ever have a good relationship she's worked a lot more on herself these past few years like mentally to become a better person but like growing up she was definitely like unmedicated for like a variety of things and like that will affect me forever like how she was growing up and like, so will this life insurance thing, um, like it still, still pops up into my brain a lot. I wonder about it a lot and it's hard knowing I'll never, I'll never know like the truth behind the story. Like I'll never know what was her motives or her thoughts at the time. And like, you it, don't think after this work that she's done on herself, if you flat out asked her three years later, she'd give you any different of an answer. So months back, it actually came up for the first time since it all happened, basically. Like I've how the timeline happened, I guess where I left off in the story is like I moved into my aunt and uncle's for like two months. And then I apply to be an RA at my dorm when the colleges open back up. I get accepted and um, I had to go like prepare the dorms and like get trained. So I ended up leaving in August and like so this all had happened in May and then I left state out of state in August. So it that's honestly how how it got swept under the rug so easily is because I left. Like, that's how I kind of dealt with it was like, I'm never going to know. So why stick around and stay in this house and be around this person who just might have been trying to kill me and get $350,000. So it comes up um, a few few months ago this year, actually. In that conversation where I asked her to cover some of my student loans to co-sign for them. And she said no. And I was like, okay, well, that's not really any surprise to me. Um, I know that you don't believe in me. And then she starts sobbing. Classic, <laughs> classic move. Um, she starts sobbing and is like, why don't you think I believe in you? And blah, blah, blah. And all this I was just like, I know that you've never really believed in me. And I know that I knew going into this, you wouldn't sign my loans. But I was like, this is something my dad wanted me to ask you. And my dad was present for all of this. And so his, he was like, oh, I didn't think this conversation would go this bad. Like my mom's crying and I'm kind of crying because I'm upset because it's awful to accept and like go over it again that my mom doesn't believe in me and all of this. And my dad's solution was, okay, I'm going to leave you guys alone to talk. And I want you guys to say three nice things about each other. Um, and I will let you guys join we were at my aunt uncle's he was like I'll let you guys come back and join us when you've said three nice things about each other and as soon as he leaves I just said to my mom I was like I think I think we could both say three really nice things that we don't mean right now or I was like I can offer up some truth to you as to why I don't trust you and why I don't why we don't click and why we don't have like a relationship anymore basically and that's what I said I think that I'll never trust you because I'm stuck wondering what happened all those years ago with the life insurance policy and I basically that's when I had said the the friend thing to her like you know if you were a friend and like you weren't my mom I wouldn't want to be your friend knowing that you had done all of this and so I was like I'll I'll never I'll never trust you 
not that like we had much trust between each other in the past, but yeah. And I just kind of asked her again, like, is there anything else you can tell me about that? Like now that we're a few years outside of when this had happened and she just shook her head while sobbing and was like, I don't have anything else to say about that. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's something there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's something there that she's not saying. It bothers me because it's like, I just want to know so bad. Like, I want to stop this, like, cycle of wondering, like, what what happened? Like, how did this happen? What were your motives? Like, I want to know so bad. And I don't think I ever will. No, and then, like, as any therapist would say, it's like, then you have to learn to, like, let go and all Mm -hmm. that. And that's just fucking hard. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, especially with this, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard because it's, like, it didn't just affect my relationship with my mom. Like, it... It comes up, like, I'm in this great relationship with my partner now, and, like, I still have all these issues trusting him because it's, like, my own mom did this to me. Like, a mom is supposed to love your your kid, you know? Like, they're supposed to love their kid. Yeah. And my own mom did this to me. she's capable of that. Yeah, so yeah. if she's capable of doing something like this to me, why wouldn't somebody else do something awful? to me so it's like it still shows up in my other relationships and affects my ability to trust anybody that comes into my life and it it sucks because it feels like I'm the only one like dealing with the repercussions of her actions like I'm just like I'm left with this yeah and I'm the one that has to work through it and deal with it and she appears to just be fine (laughs) yeah Thank you for telling this. Yeah. I'm so fired up right now. I don't think I've ever been so fired up during an interview. I'm usually really good at just like um, meeting somebody where they're at. But I mm-hmm. I think you're so smart and you deserve so much. And I see that in 57 minutes. And so for your yeah. mom to act this way after 21 years is insane. Yeah. And I... I I mean it that I think you will be an incredible nurse and Thank whether you. or not you're going to be anonymous <laughs> yeah. or not, if, if someone is listening and is in the healthcare field, you have an incredible <laughs> soon to be nurse sitting here. So contact us because I want to get you a job. So <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I want to help you in any way I can. Um, um, what was I going to say? Did you end up telling your brother? Oh yeah. I kind of left that part out of this yeah I ended up I ended up telling him and I think it was hard for him to accept it and like see my mom in that light because like I said earlier she's like he's her favorite and they've bonded and meshed really well and I think like their relationship's different now than when it was at that time I think he sees now that he's gotten older, more mature, like the ways that like her just being off the walls and like unmedicated affected us. And like, I remind him of certain things that happened as kids. So I think when we talk about it now, he has more of an ability to see that like what she did was wrong. But like the first time I brought it up to him, I think he was just like, it was an accident, kind of that kind of thing. I think he kind of felt like I was being a little dramatic, like, I think our mom was trying to kill me and like that's hard for him to I think see her in that light. That's shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean There's yeah, it's his mom too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's shocking I guess for your mom to be painted in that light. I showed him the document and now like he just got his first like real or like serious girlfriend um recently and I guess one of the first things he like was trying to like give her the like rundown on my family and was like here's this thing you need to know about my mom. And like, this explains him her relationship with my sister. And so he tells her the life insurance story. And like the first time I meet her, she's like, he told me everything. Like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. And she was like, now I'm so weary to like be around your mom. And she was just like, you know, like I'm on your side basically. And like, I think that that's where my brother is at now is kind of like, 
he knows it's fucked up now. Like he knows it's real. And I think it's a lot easier for him to accept that she would have done something like that now where they're at with their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you're not fully isolated in it. Like I'm glad that the rest of your family wasn't gaslighting you. Yeah. That's that's huge. And I think everyone is on your side in this. I have a feeling. Yeah. I don't think there's another side to be on. I mean, I don't I just do not understand this. I don't know how you justify it. Yeah. You don't have to share this if you don't want. What is mm-hmm. you said that you work nights and we were trying to schedule around that. What are you oh. doing working nights right now? Um, right now I manufacture microchips in a fabrication. Yeah, it's like so crazy to explain. I work in a bunny suit, which is like a self contained suit. Like boots, what? gloves, glasses. <laughs> Because, like, if you get your, like, hairs or anything on the microchips, it's, like, very bad. So they want to protect the microchips. Um, Why? Why? How did you get this job? I thought you were going to say something in healthcare. (laughs) No, it's not something in healthcare. Um, It's just, like, it pays really well. Because who wants to run around for 12 hours at night and, like, in a self-contained suit? Like, I get so hot and stuff. So it's basically just, like, helping me be able to financially get back to school so I'm like okay I'll stick this out you know I'll stick it out for to be able to go back to school and stuff and finish my degree so yeah it's a crazy job but I like it and I get to listen to podcasts all night so it's like cool I'm trying to think if I have any other questions regarding all of this no I think you know where we're going next Hit yeah us with the restaurant gosh I was thinking like all morning about this <sighs> it's tough I think instead of doing like a a local restaurant. I want to do one from where I went to college. I went to school in Riverside, California, and there's this little poke restaurant. So it's poke bowls. Okay. Um, it's called Loki Pokey, and it's so good. Like I dream about these poke bowls now that I live 18 hours away from them. What's like, your I love order? It. I get a poke bowl with. Um, they have. This, like, purple coconut rice. I don't know why it's purple, but it's so good. I never question it. And I always get it with shrimp and their spicy tuna. is like, so good. So spicy tuna for sure. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and follow the podcast wherever it is you listen to it so that we can bring you more unexpected stories by ordinary people. And if you didn't like the episode, forget what I just said and just please don't tell anyone. Please.